everybody, and welcome to another episode of Light on Method. And I'm very fortunate today that I have two of my gal pals with me. It's the first time we've had the three of us on the podcast together. It's going to be interesting because we all like to say what we have to say, uh, but we all are very respectful of one another. So we're going to see how this works, how we kind of jive with each listening to what each has to say. Um, I think it's going to be a good little window for all of you to listen to these three perspectives on different subjects, and um, we're going to see where it goes. Today's episode is going to be about hormones and hair loss, and particularly for women that are the, in the age group of the three of us, which is, you know, uh, we're all in our 50s now. So, you know, as liberating as 50s can be, uh, it comes with its own set of circumstances. <laughs> and um how we handle that, you know, we want we want to age with grace. We want to age as naturally as we can, or some of us do. And you know, we have to know how to deal with these emotions that come along with that. So this was Leah's topic today, and this is the first time we've really had Leah on as this with the you know with the three of us doing podcasts together. So, hey, Leah. Hey, how are you doing? Good, Thank good, you. good. Yay. And Shanaz is here too. So we're all here. Um, but Leah, go ahead and kind of let's talk about what what prompted you for this to be your subject. Yeah, well, first off, thank you so much for asking me to join you and Shanaz on this podcast today. Um, this has brought about a lot of wonderful feelings to be involved in the opportunity that has brought some excitement and a lot of anticipation into my life. I appreciate that. You're welcome. So jumping in, yeah, so just jumping in there, there's a, there's a quote that has come to my mind when I was putting all of this together and it goes a little bit something like this is pay attention to what you're paying attention to and what's been going on. I guess with my friends or in my peer groups, uh, what I've noticed is, uh, one, my peer group is women that are probably 30 years, later 30s and upwards into the 50s and 60s. And a topic that seems to be coming up quite often in our conversations is our hair. And uh, honestly, honestly, Kathy, it became really evident to me that I was experiencing experiencing something that I call hair envy and it was uh, with you it was I think one of our first zoom meetings that we had done together and I remember looking at you on my screen and I thought damn her hair looks great what is she doing it so I just wanted to talk about that I mean whether it's uh you know I know personally for me I'm I'm dealing with some hair loss issues and that has come about from, well, I turned 50 and found out that I was postmenopausal and at the same time Hashimoto's. And the thing that brought me into the doctor's office was that I was losing my hair. Wow. Yeah. And isn't it funny, you know, that sometimes it's those things, those surface things that are so important to us, the cosmetic things that make you notice things that are happening deeper within you, you know, because if you hadn't have been having the hair loss, you might have just kept trying to figure out what other, you know, what little things, what were making you feel a little off. But because the hair loss is, is 
such a part of who we are to the external world, it prompted you to go have yourself checked out, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Shanaz, go like, ahead. Do you have anything? To, do you have anything to add, Shanaz? Yeah. So it's funny. Uh, so whenever I have to tell you this one story about hair, because when I came to America and I noticed that, you know, black people in general have the most incredibly beautiful hair. And I had a very good girlfriend, you know, she finally confided in me that when you see black people with really amazingly beautiful hair, most of the time it's not really their hair, right? So it almost like shocked me, right? Because it comes from a culture where I was like, I could not believe it because all the time I'm observing, right? Because it's the first time I've seen black species, right? So to me, the hair was part of their story. But I didn't know it was fake until she told me that, yeah, when you see really beautiful, gorgeous hair, it's mostly, you know, extension and not their hair. So, and then going back to what Leah just said, I have to say this, that I had never had a hair problem until last year when I got COVID. And I have become so hair conscious now that anybody and everybody whom I see with head full of hair. It doesn't even matter what color they are. I'm like, you're so lucky that you actually have hair to color. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. <laughs> and it, it's funny too, because you, you know, you said you, you didn't realize that it wasn't real hair, you know? Um, but even when it is someone's real hair in most of the time, it's not their natural hair. Right. So they, they're they're either lightening it or they're bleaching it, they're coloring it. You know, we just we do these crazy things to our hair. And it's not that they're crazy. If it makes you feel pretty or beautiful or whatever, hey, go for it. But my point with that is, you know, when when you're faced with losing your hair, you you just mm-hmm. want you just want hair. You just want healthy hair, whether it, whatever color it, it may be. And you know, I, Leah asked me the other day, she's like, what are you doing to your hair? And I'm like, you know, for the first time in, you know, I think my mother started call, like bleaching or putting bleach in my hair when I was like 12. So mm-hmm. I really wasn't even sure what for sure what my natural color was. I knew it was like a dark blonde, but I, I really hadn't seen it other than the roots, like when they come in. So I just quit messing with it. I just quit messing with it and, and started to let it grow in. And I, I would occasionally do a little things to to blend in the growth, you know, with, with the other color I had in my hair. But I just kind of figured, you know, I, I want to see who I am underneath all that, you know. And, and my hair responded really well as far as, yeah. you know, um, being healthy and, and more vibrant. And, you know, I think a lot of people really get hung up on overdoing their hair. Like, I've got to wash it every day. I've got to condition my hair every day. And in the process, you're actually doing more damage, maybe. Right. And that's that's interesting that you brought that up. Like, I know for me growing up, I mean, my mom wasn't one to sit down and teach me a lot about my hair. So it wasn't probably until about four years ago, talking to a friend about hair in, in general, and she's like, why are you why are you washing your hair every single day and conditioning it? And I didn't know otherwise. Right. I did not know otherwise at all. And so, you know, it wasn't until, you know, what was it, two years ago that due to the hair loss, I decided, okay, so I'm going to really be adamant about how often I'm washing and conditioning it. Um, and I stopped altogether coloring it 
and found out that I have this really interesting gray, gray widow's peak. <laughs> yeah, you have beautiful gray hair. I mean, you really do. You're growing that in. You're growing that in beautiful. I mean, and, and I'm all for that, too. You know, I, like I, whatever makes you feel good. Hey, you know, it, it, whatever it is that makes you feel good. But we live in this world today that, it, you, you know, it's almost shunned to be natural. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. I'm not putting down people who want to do things to themselves, you know, whatever. But it, at the same time, no one should feel that they are less because they're natural. Right. Well, I mean, it's I'd so like hard. Yeah, go ahead, Shanaz. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to add that because, you know, and it's kind of interesting, right? Because everybody creates a certain perception of themselves. And hair is very important for women in general. And especially for things like me and we are noticing more only because, you know, we are going through that phase where we are uh, more you know conscious about losing hair. And then we are appreciating other people who have more hair. But I think the whole thing about perception is, is that you're teaching other people on how much you how you want to show up in the world, right? So the more you uh, train people with a lot of work that you do on yourself, like, you know, hair extension and nails and makeup and lashes and all that, while you're probably not as comfortable as you would be otherwise, then, then now you have to keep up with that perception, right? So it just almost becomes like now you have to constantly do the self-fulfilling process thing in order to keep that going which puts more pressure on yourself right well for me in particular I'm just not going to put that much work into it on a daily basis (laughs) I'm just not I mean uh, I got other things to do you know I mean um it's nothing for me to just whip that hair up in a ponytail and you know just put on a little bit of mascara and that's as good as it gets you know and I'm happy with that you know that's okay with with me but you know I I've I'm very and I, I see this in you too as well. I'm very comfortable in my skin. Um, mm-hmm. And I consider that a blessing because I, I, I really, you know, my heart hurts for people that aren't. And I think that's mm-hmm. the pressure that the world has put on everyone. And it's it's incredibly sad um, and superficial. You know, that it was just in the news recently that, that beautiful young woman who was uh, Miss America, um, she, part of her reason for killing herself was she just couldn't deal with aging, you know? Oh, wow. And I thought, and she's beautiful. She was so beautiful and so vibrant, so so gorgeous and, mm. you know, intelligent and had so much to offer the world. But, you know, you have to wonder, you know, when, when we look at ourselves in the mirror, you know, I get it. We, you know, we all have this degree of vanity. It, it, we do. You know, we would be lying if we said we didn't. Um, Correct. But at the same time, you know, it, it, I think we're losing a true connection with what's really important, I guess, you know? So. Yeah. And you touching upon that brings to light um, an experience that I had with this individual. I dated for a short time and was out at an event and he leaned over to me and you know he's talking and he pointed to a woman nearby who had these really gray um curly hair and to me I was in awe over it but he made a negative comment to me about her hair and said well she needs to go dye that and I was just absolutely floored by it and then he had later made a comment about my hair 
where he said, well, I can look at your hair and I can tell you're going to lose your hair. and You're not going to have a lot as you get older. So never before that moment, and I do have some level of vanity, which you were speaking to, I think we all do, but I became really self-conscious yeah. about my hair at that time. Yeah. And before I never had been. And while I am very uh, aware of myself on a physical level, I had just never obsessed too much about my look. That wasn't on your radar, right? No, not yeah. until it was brought on. And I want to let that shit go. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't like him, whoever he was. <laughs> I mean, how dare how dare he plant that seed of of doubt and and um you know, that he planted some a seed in you of a lack of confidence in yourself. And I think that he's a jerk for doing that. So I hope, I hope, you know, I hope you I feel I the same way. <laughs> yeah, I really think, well, I don't talk to him anymore. Yeah. But every now and again, I hear that voice that pops sure. up into my head. Yeah. What he said. And yeah. What so he said had to, power. Uh, what he said had power yeah. to you. And, you know, that's the thing. It's, yeah. it's what you give power to, right? You know, I mean, and and you can't help it. You know, you can't help that what he said has stuck Mm -hmm. with you. Um, And that's why people need to be a little more careful. Shanaz, do you have something to say? So, you know, I actually, right, I completely agree with you about the fact that he was focusing on the physical appearance. It's most not do because that's how they, you know, um, that's the first thing that attracts them in the first place. But at the end of the day, that shouldn't be the thing that holds you together, right? Because there's just so many things you learn about a person and then you recognize them for all their attributes and not just how they look or how their hair is or all of that. But you know, uh, Kathy, when you were talking about seeing ourselves in the mirror, right? right. And all three of us, you know, we fall in the category that we, uh, you know, ha- we have always been very much, you know, in the world and we do have a certain way we show up in the world. And of course, we want to retain that because it makes us more um, alive in a human body. But I think that the funny thing is that when we look ourselves in the mirror, you know, we focus on our face and our hair, right? Because sure. when you're up close and personal looking at yourself, right? That's right. pretty much all you see. You don't see yeah. your entire body or your entire aura or any of it. But you know, that's one thing that came into my mind this morning while I was thinking about the subject is that when people look at you, they don't just look at your eyes and nose and hair. And especially it depends on your height, right? Your perception is different. They're looking at you as a whole enchilada. So I think we are a little bit more hard on ourselves is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, we are. We, we, <laughs> we, we for so sure are. In the middle, right? Yeah, I mean. We sure are, right? That's the point, yeah, is that there's more to the story, right, than meets the eye. So let's right. just make sure that we acknowledge that within ourselves, right, before anybody else can acknowledge it. Right. Because you are the one telling everybody how you need to be treated. Well, you know, with both of you, I mean, I, I, I've Zoomed call with you and everything. And Leah, you know, before we left, I saw you all the time. Um, but I would have never, I would have never known you were having any hair loss. I mean, but I, to me, you looked great. You know, everything was beautiful. I, I didn't notice. But I'm not you. You know, just like you don't notice right. the things I notice about myself. But one thing I have found and I shared this with my husband last night, is I today am a a hundred times more, and I'm a confident person. You know, I've always been a confident person, but I'm much more confident today in my physical body and my, um, my, my spiritual body, my, you know, my, 
intuitive body, all of that than I ever was. And the thing is, I think I come across today as sexier than I ever have. And the reason is, I have an enthusiasm about life that I've never had before, right? So I freed myself of a lot of this, you know, shit that we think is so fucking important, you know, like uh, stressing out about every damn thing. You know, I, I literally, you know, I posted the other day that the past year has been all about me learning and loving me. And letting go of a lot of external things. And I tell you what, if it doesn't light me up these days, I don't have time for it. You know? No, I'm, I'm, well, and I'm I, in agreement with you. Yeah, but I think that, I think when you can find that sort of bliss, internal bliss, and don't get me wrong, I have my bad days, I have my bad moments, I have all that. I'm, I'm not like living high all the time or anything. I, I, I have my my times. But I think when you can find that place where you have enthusiasm about getting up and going about your day and learning something new and, and expanding yourself and everything, you don't have time to worry so much about that, those external superficial things. But you your your energy glows and you just come across as somebody that, that likes who they are. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. Whether you have hair or, you know, whether you're thinning hair or whether, you know, there's a lot of bald men out there that um, would probably prefer not to be bald. But, you know, they have to they have to go out into the world and, and be themselves. And thank God they can find confidence in that, you know, and and a lot of them are very sexy. I mean, it's not. It's not a make or break thing, but I think for women, it's just so much more important than it is. Uh, <laughs> it's it's such, yeah. I mean, I love my hair and, and I, w- I would never want anything to happen to that. But, you know, I think you've got to, you know, of course, find an answer to, to find, to fix that, you know, to hold on to what you can. But at the same time, man... You know, um, we're aging, you know, it's part of the process for some of us, right? Some of us, like Leah, you've got this thing going on with your autoimmune disease. And Shanaz, you've had COVID. I've known other people that have had COVID that have lost a lot of hair. Um, and, and hopefully that's something that can be changed and turned around. So either one of you that want to take the floor, go for it. Well, I'll just talk about the, the Hashimoto's and honestly that in of itself, just autoimmune issues is, is a topic for a podcast yeah. all in it, unto its own. But I mean, when I was diagnosed and what well, I hate to call it a label or call it something, at least I was told what was going on with my body. But afterwards, I mean, I've made huge shifts in my life Yeah, because I mean, while it wasn't just about the hair, I knew these changes was going to impact that hair because I wasn't feeling, you know, really self-conscious about everything until I just noticed a lot more hair. Yeah. It's um, alarming. Out of my yeah. Head. yeah. 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 <laughs> It'll get your attention back. Yeah. You're like, what's going <laughs> on? Right. <laughs> maybe I might've not been listening to my body before that but boy when my hair started falling out I was like all right what's up Let's see checked yep. out. isn't that funny <laughs> I mean in I find that 
what you just said alone, I mean, it goes back to where we there, there, there could be something, you know, really wrong going on within our body, even for people like us who think we're in tune with it. But often it's not until it reaches a point that it's at that that superficial level that we we're like, oh, I got to do something. Something's not right here. Something's wrong. You know, before mm-hmm. I left, you know, like last year, I, I had, you know, those two major surgeries. But the first one, you know, I I was just filled with these these cysts and tumors in, inside of me. And the thing is, if I look back now, I knew those were there. But it wasn't mm. until it wasn't until my abdomen swelled to where I looked like I was five or six months pregnant that I actually thought, hmm, I don't look so good now. So maybe I should go to the doctor and have this check checked out, you know. Right, right. <laughs> so, you know, I, we all think we're, you know, uh, so on top of things. But but the the thing I think that happens with our bodies like that is, like I said before, we're so caught up in the world and our daily lives. We just kind of shove stuff under the rug and, and like, mm-hmm. like thinking it'll go away until it reaches that point that it's affecting the way we think we appear to the world. And then it becomes important enough to check out. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like to actually make a point that, you know, like especially health wise, right? Um, the reason that hair actually falls first like anytime, like Leah mentioned about Hashimoto, the whole thing is that hair is one of the most, if you really think about it, in your entire body, right? Hair is the one place where if you don't have hair, technically, you can still perform your body, right. perform function, right? right. Just, you may not feel good about yourself just because of the way you look, right? Which is a very physical attribute that we have. It doesn't truly, especially we don't live in a world where without the hair, you're going to have any trouble. You know, your skull, your skin is very strong too, right? right. It doesn't matter how cold or how, so there's no function other than for it to look in a certain way and it looks beautiful. So I think that that actually, uh, even though we all are acknowledging the fact that we're a little bit hung up on how we look, but at the same point, anything in your body, even if it's hair that's no longer performing the same way, then there is a reason for it. And I think it's good to find that, right? It's good to follow that rabbit hole and just sure. figure out what yeah. is it, because it can go Hair is the first place we're going to actually lose, but ultimately it's going to start picking up on other things if you don't do anything about whatever that problem is. Right. So we have to sort it out. Well, you know, the, the, the majesty of the, of your, of your flowing locks, you know, I mean, it's, it's talked about through history and it's even in the Bible with Samson and Delilah. I mean, the hair is our crown and glory and it's, you know, and for women, it's just glorified. It's, and it is like Shanaz, like you said earlier, it's one of the first things people notice and see. And we sure. invest so much time and money into our hair. And it's important. You know, I don't want anybody listening to this going, listen to these women talking about their hair. Our hair is important. <laughs> and, you know, I, 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 and, you know, it's like when you see someone that's going, that's got cancer and they're going through chemo, my heart hurts so terribly mm. for them that they have it to have to deal with that anyway. But when you see them, you know, these women that had all this gorgeous hair or hair in it, and they, they decide to just shave their head so that they don't have it coming out in globs, you know, um, right. it's important. It, it's, it's, it's part of our identity you know, it's it. We run our fingers through our hair. 
Um, we, we play with our hair, you know, our mothers brushed our hair, braided our hair. There's so much love and, and energy that has been put into our, our mane, you know, and it's, it's emotional, I'm sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, for, for me, I think it's also looked at as, as, you know, an indicator of good health. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, and so not just wanting it to look good just because we want it to look good, but it's also a really good indicator for well, what's going on inside of our bodies. Yeah, yeah. And like your nail beds are like that as well, too. You know, a lot of doctors can look at the color of your nail beds and see if you have deficiencies and stuff like that. But, you know, I had a really good friend a few years back and had the most beautiful head of hair you've ever seen. Um, she's our, about our age, maybe a year or two younger, but just this full, thick head of hair. It was amazing. And she, you know, everywhere she'd go, people would be like, oh my God, your hair. She washed her hair about every two weeks. I kid you not. Oh, wow. And I, there's no way I would, my, my scalp would be crawling, but, uh, she no. would, she would use like dry shampoo you know, and after, after like day eight or nine, you know, she'd start braiding it or putting it up or whatever, but she swears by it. And in doing so, she she's maintained, you know, this beautiful, but a lot of that's heredity, a lot of other things, yeah. I'm sure. But she swore part of her secret was about every two weeks. And when she got her hair washed, she would go to a professional and have it blown out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So to her, it was, yeah. No, go ahead. If you want to finish the talk. Yeah, well, to her, to her, it was, she she really, it's not that, just because she didn't wash it and and do all the stuff and the hot iron and that, she didn't, you know, she would brush her hair in the morning, you know, and that would be it. She wouldn't mess with it. She'd pull it back, whatever she had to do, but when it came time to care for it, she went and really took care of it. Like she would go to a salon, get the best shampoo, the best oils, have it professionally done. And it would last her about two weeks, you know, and, and just this fabulous hair. It's crazy how beautiful it what it is. But um, I thought, you know, I can go like four or five days without washing my hair. Um, and that's about as far as I can take that. Right. And you know, because it gets oily or whatever, right? But one thing that is very interesting to point it out for everybody who's listening is that our hair, for example, the main problem, the look at the type of water we have, right? That's coming to most yeah. of our houses because it's a hard water. So just even, by, not even like any product, but just the water itself. And actually, I would recommend a vitamin C filter that you can put in your shower head because that would help. So I think that's the one way to kind of make it a little bit better as a one solution that you can put filter and you can buy it through Amazon. And so that's one thing. But and then of course the product that you use, right? So I think it's partly it's all connected, right? The product, the water and what we're doing to our hair on a regular basis that's creating that residual pattern, right? Because we don't live in a nice holy spring mountain water that's coming to our hair. Like you see my point? So we don't have anything really truly natural the shampoos that we use, they all have to have a certain type of chemicals in it for it to, to retain it, uh, its consistency, right? right? So there's right. all that stuff that plays the role. So I think if everybody just, like if anybody notices something change in their hair, um, then they should 
take some action to do something. And I'll actually quickly say that as soon as I realized my hair was falling because of COVID, I did my research as a scientist. And I learned, by the way, that anybody who has COVID, the majority of the people are experiencing hair loss. And it takes about six months for that hair to come back. So just so that everybody knows, because it's just our natural human cycle that it's going to go through. If yeah. you come back sooner, you don't have to necessarily, you know, follow that. But the point is, it's going to ultimately come back. So please don't be worried if your hair is getting lost, you know, because right. of the COVID itself. Right. And and and, uh, and just change something in your hair pattern, right? Because, you know, when we change the pattern, then we are going to, because now we're aware, like, we're like, holy shit, it's happening. Just like Leah, <laughs> as soon as she became aware of that, right? Leah, you have been, like, now noticing other people's hair. Then you appreciate when you see something beautiful like Kathy's hair. And it could yeah. be that we just imagine ourselves that the hair that we used to have, that we used to appreciate, is just coming back to us soon. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. That we're going so let me, I'm, I'm in much agreement. Yeah. So let me ask you two a question. So as, okay, we're, we're women in our fifties, which is just a, it's just a, a an interesting age, isn't it? I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 people, you know, like people, I, I know a lot of people who are like, oh, I, I, I hate aging. I don't hate aging. I'm fascinated by it. I, I'm, I'm, to me, it's just, it's an incredible thing. And, and if you look at it as, you know, I'm, I'm just going, I'm going through my phase of this life, you know, and I want to make the very most of each phase. But I want to ask you to like, what is it about being this age that, you know, like we're talking about hair loss? Is it the hair loss that that is the one thing that bothers you the most? Or is it wrinkles? Uh, is it you know, the shape of your body changing? What's the thing with you right now, you know, that where does, where does the the degree of change hit you? <laughs> yeah, somebody help, help me here because I'll talk about yeah, it too. Yeah. But go, Leah, go for it. Okay, well, for me, I think right now, because I've definitely gotten the hair thing, you know, working for me, you know, I've started to, you know, I've got growth back, but I think right now it's, it's, it's the possibly the wrinkles getting a little bit deeper and a little bit more, you know, in my eyes, a little more like, so it's just observing that. Yeah. But I also know that I'm not going to beat myself up in the mirror for them. I'm honestly more curious about them than anything. Uh-huh. You know, Cause I do look in the mirror and I see where the folds are becoming deeper. And I'm like, well, I do smile a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so that's going to happen. Yeah. But that's, that's what I tell myself where I'm like, okay, let's just be gentle and kind with ourselves. This yeah. means you've lived this amazing life full of, you know, a, a myriad of different things, different emotions, good, bad, whatever. But overall, I, I've, I've enjoyed life. So I think yeah. that is a, an indicator on my face. Yeah. You have a beautiful face. Shanaz, yeah. what about you, babe? Yeah, so I agree with uh, you, Kathy, on that. By the way, Mia, when I met you in December for the first time, I was taken by your beautiful hair. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and your beautiful face and everything, right? So, my God, it's just interesting how everybody's perception is different. Yeah, I completely agree with both of you. Like, you know, Kathy, when you were saying that actually the very fact 
that I have come a long way to be where I am today right now, right? And right. I feel like I've lived half of my life or more than half because I personally am not attached to when I leave. I just want to make sure I keep my body in a certain way so that I'm enjoying the most of it. Yeah. Because I don't want to leave the green state, right? Where you are not, uh, you're not functioning and you are depending on other people and sure. you're alive. And that to me is where I want to ever be. Yeah. But I have to say that I find myself like more sexy and beautiful than I've ever, you know why? Because for the first time I'm realizing that, I, you know, I have come home to myself, right? It's right. Like, it's acknowledging that, right? And the funny thing is that when you look at yourself in the mirror, even though you see that your eyes, you know, doesn't look as young as it would be uh, when you were like, you know, in your 20s, it's, it's, you know, there is that. But then there's that wisdom that's like shining on your face and the grace that comes, that just comes with age. There's just no other way for it to come and then uh, to me like I think all of us are pretty well kept uh, in our figure and all that so it's not like that we even look like our age and the reason only is because we're not attached to that number we're actually excited to be here in this human body doing yeah. our best to keep evolving right to keep evolving which is which shows up as a light around you and that's why it's kind of funny because a lot of times you know people see you on the Facebook right and or all of these other media where the picture shows you in a certain way and right. sometimes it has filters on it sure. you look more beautiful uh, you look more beautiful right than you truly are and I actually always don't like that because I always make sure that there's nothing that's kind of doing that because then I don't want people to be shocked when they see you in real life like oh my god is that the same person <laughs> yeah I mean, I'm just I'm just aware of it. So when I went to Mexico for a yeah. retreat and, uh, you know, I've been uh, participating with Sasha. So people are seeing me on the Zoom and then they were like, oh, my God, you look so beautiful in person. And I was like, so that means they were like comparing it. And right. I was like, I'm glad that they didn't say, oh, my God, you look like I'm not the person I remembered right. or I expected it to be. Right. Right. So right. I think that to me, it's very important, right, that you show up as genuine as possible. Right. Because it's for your own sake, because you don't want to create any kind of... Um, perception that doesn't truly match you don't want a false perception yeah 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 I agree like well my husband's a photographer so you know he 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 takes these pictures and I I have to pull him back on the filter some you know granted there's there's softening going on there there's you know there's there's I don't know what they call masks that they put over that even out your skin tone but I asked him to leave the wrinkles. And I will say yeah. the other day he took um, some photos. They were headshots. I think I just made on my uh, profile picture. But I did it. I had a, a momentary gasp. And the thing that I noticed that kind of I hadn't, let's just say, hadn't been in my vision of myself was my neck aging. Because mm. I, I have somewhat of a long neck, you know. And I yeah. was, I was like, and I, for, for a second, I didn't even look at my face. I was like, what the hell is that? You know? Um, but it is what it is, you know, it just is what it is, you know? So I have a degree to which I will let him, um, you know, I, he has, he has an image that he wants to project professionally, um, but it can't be overdone. So it's, there's a softness that's added there, but the wrinkles I, I leave. And I can say that the, you know, Looking at yourself through um, through a photo that's been taken of you, a raw image, and you're in bright light, and w- mm-hmm. light that is showing every little wrinkle. I mean, every one of them, and and right. it's it's a reality check. But it's also that's not reality either. 
you know, because that's not how you're seen. Um, you're not under a microscope under the human eye as you walk around every day, you know, because as I was looking through some of the photos, the raw images, I'm like, I don't see myself like that. And he's like, Kathy, Mm -hmm. you are sitting under a spotlight, you know? So there's, there's that to consider too, but I am with you on, you know, don't, don't put out a lot of false images of who you are, you know, because, Mm -hmm. You want when you want people to meet when people meet you, you want them to feel like you are truthfully representing yourself and you're proud of your age and who you are. Um, But, you know, I I like this age. I really like this age. For me, it's 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 easier right now for me, you know, as far as liking myself and and being comfortable in my skin and um feeling like I don't really have anybody to please, you know? So I'm actually right. Yeah. And, and, and the very thing is that we all have issues and we're all done, you know, we're all done with a lot of hard work that comes with living life and, you know, be, being in that cycle, right? Every single day you have to do things and all that. Now it's more like we are recognizing ourselves, right? For our wisdom and where we have come. And now we have known enough that we can take all the knowledge and start implementing every day to the point where, it makes it more fun to be alive in this time as a human being. Yeah. But you know, what's beautiful about our fifties is we've gone through all that. We've gone through all the crap, right? We've, we've gone through that phase. (laughs) We've gone through the childbearing, you know, we've, we've all had our, we've all had our starter marriages. Um, (laughs) We've quit trying to alter who we are to please men. If, if, if somebody doesn't like me the way I am, then, be gone. Um, you know, we we're at this, exactly. yeah, we're at this place of freedom where we're like, this is me, you know, this is me and look what I've learned and look what I've been through and look who I am. And I, I love that. I think it's incredible. Right. And you know, there's 8 billion people in the world, right? So like in your case, Kathy, I know you're already married and Doug is your man right now. But that's where I always wonder about like women who are like doing all these things for a man, because why would you not want to attract that one man that's going to accept you for who you are? And you're only looking for one out of 8 billion. I mean, come yeah. on. I mean, it cannot be that bad of a probability. Yeah. It's, it's just, just one thing to walk with you, right? It's not like we need more than one. This yeah. me. <laughs> It's I can just, only handle one. I, yeah, I'm good with the one I have. I don't need another one. That's, you know, this one will do me through life. I, I don't want another one. Um, but, you know, it's just that it's, but he, he understands that right now at this place in my life that I have a lot of things that, that, that I want to do for myself that don't revolve around him or a child or, and, and he accepts that and he has his own things he wants to do. And I think you have to get to this age to really find that point. Because as women, we want to we want to take care of everything. We want to take care of our children. We want to take care of our husband. We want to help keep the house clean. You know, we, we've got so many things to do. So you reach a certain point where you're like, hey, you know what? I'm going to take care of me, you know. Um, and you can still be a loving mother, grandmother, wife, friend, all those things. But I think we're at this beautiful age to where I'm going to take care of myself, you know, because Leah, think about it for you, too. Like the what you have been going through and Shinaji with with your hair loss. If this had been happening to you while you had babies running around the house, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be a top priority. 
you know, mm-hmm. it, it wouldn't be, it, you would just have to like deal with it because you got other things to do and take care of. And I think everything happens for a reason in the time that it happens. And for you, you guys right now, you know, this is, it, this is the time that if, for, if this were going to happen, that you can take charge and figure it out mm-hmm. and, and, and figure out how you feel about it and how am I going to fix this and, and what can I learn about myself from this? And I think that's in general for aging in general, you know, for us as women with hysterectomies and our reproductive system changing our hormones, you know, we've been talking about hair loss, but we hadn't even touched on the hormone situation yet. So. Yeah. Well, that was, that's probably uh, a topic all into itself too. You know, yeah. I know for me, what was it? The same time I found out that I had Hashimoto's, I found out that I was now postmenopausal. And I was like, how, how is yeah. How did that happen? Yeah, but but you so, you went into that very gracefully though, right? Because you didn't even realize that, right? No, I, I had no clue that I was, you know, I mean, I figured just by my age, I was perimenopausal, but when I had all the blood tests done, I had no clue that I was, it was going to come back postmenopausal, like you're done. And I'm like, oh, okay. I mean, you're lucky, girl. <laughs> I mean, that's. I mean, that part of it's lucky, right? Because some women have a horrible time. And for me, it was, like I said, I had the hair loss going on, but another big indicator that something was amiss was my ability to fall asleep and stay asleep. So that was impacted. So that's one thing I know that I'm very sensitive about is my sleep is getting it. Sleep is the best. Hell yeah. I love sleep. <laughs> I love a good night's sleep. I think to me, it's just uh, awesome. But yeah, I mean, I, I've been lucky so far with hormones. I haven't had any any changes that I've noticed. But you know, I did have a partial hysterectomy uh, last year. Um, but I left my ovaries just for the hormone reasons because I wasn't through menopause yet. So um you know, it's just, I think women, I think we as women, I just love us women. I think we're incredible. I think we are such freaking incredible creatures. It's what we can do, do, what we can do is just amazing. Shanaz, yeah, you got anything? To say that the more, Go ahead. Yeah, I just wanted to say when you said we're incredible creatures, right? I mean, think, think about all the things we go through, right? Just, just being a woman and then we're in our teens when we get our periods, right? right. I and mean, from there on, we are in this journey of constantly every month having to deal with pain. I mean, in my case, yes, pain and blood and a whole bunch of stuff that happens every single month for pretty much a very long time. And for yeah. me, still is going. So it's kind of a long, long time. But then, and then you go through all this childbirth and every single childbirth, you forget about the pain and suffering you go through. Like in my case, four times I did it. And every single time I was like, oh, it's going to be so incredible. And then, <laughs> holy shit, right? So you go through all this and you keep on. So I say that we women are one of those soldiers. We keep getting beaten up, right? But we keep reviving stronger than the last time. It's, it's just amazing the, uh, the resiliency we have, right? As a built in feature yeah. to be showing up as a woman in sports. We're, yeah, I agree. We're, we're the stuff, man. You know, we really are. And, we, and, and I think that's what we need to keep in mind, you know, with aging, mm-hmm. with wrinkles, with hair loss. 
you know, uh, our bodies, the shape of our bodies changing. Um, we need to keep in mind that we're, we're, no matter where we are in our journey of, of this life, you know, it's look at what you've done, you know, look at what your body's been through. You know, I started my period at 10 years old. So when it came time, when it came time for my hysterectomy at 50, you know, the doctor's Mm. like, are you ready for this? And I'm like, I've been dealing with this shit for 40 years, (laughs) you know, but there's still a place in you when you, when you reach that point of finality where you're getting your hysterectomy and, you know, you're really, I mean, the door was closed years ago. I, I, you know, I, I, I got my tubes tied after my third child, but that door was shut. But when the equipment's removed, um, you, I, I, I had a moment with myself. I sat down with myself. Um, I sat down quietly with myself the night before my surgery and I thanked my body. I thanked my uterus. Mm-hmm. I thanked my, my body, you know, um, my cervix, everything that was about to leave me. I gave it the respect I felt that I hadn't given it for 40 years, you know, and I said mm-hmm. goodbye to it um, because I felt I owed it that, you know, it brought me three beautiful children. It, you know, it, it, it was, yeah, I think we lose, we lose sight of how miraculous our bodies are. You know, we want to complain about them often. You know, I'm getting fat. My boobs are saggy. I've got wrinkles. My hair is falling out, you know, and I get that, you know, I, I understand that. But at the same time, my God, you know, the things our bodies have done and do is incredible. But, you know, I don't feel any less a woman now than I did before. And I think that's important for everyone to keep in mind, whether you're, you're losing a little hair or you're getting wrinkles, you're still a woman. You're still a beautiful, beautiful woman, you know, and I don't know. I, you know, I think we're hard on ourselves, but at the same time, we live in, we live in this world and things like our hair are really important. And I don't want people to feel like you're superficial if you're worried about those sort of things, because you're not, you're human. Right. <clears throat> Something you, you said that sparked uh, a little thought in my head is I know when one, I had turned 50 and found out I was postmenopausal and of course the Hashimoto diagnoses, I, I started to go inward. Uh-huh. Like I really felt this natural inclination to go inward and that inward thoughtfulness that I was having was being expressed outwardly in a very nurturing self-care way. So that was something that I know I adopted as opposed to getting like really hard on myself, um, saying negative things about myself in the mirror. I started to really care. You know, I, I found these beautiful Ayurvedic oils that I put in my hair yeah. And I would spend a little bit more time, you know, rubbing my scalp and doing what is called avianga and just, you know, oleation of the skin. Yeah. And so I really started to find that I was being curious about, well, how better can I care for myself? What and, feels nurturing to me? And isn't that beautiful? You know, I think that's Absolutely. beautiful because you're bonding with, 
with yourself, with your body and, and giving it respect and you're creating ritual and, and, and like, like when people take the time to actually draw themselves a hot bath and, and light a candle and put oil in their bath, it's more than a bath, you know, it's, Mm -hmm. it's bonding with your body and, and it should be done more often than, than we're, we're more critical of ourselves than we are kind to ourselves. And I think that if you can, yeah, go ahead, Shanaz. Yeah, and I think actually when you said that, uh, like, you know, like, like the fact that you actually thanked all your organs, right, before you, you know, you were about to say goodbye to them. And, you know, right before the surgery, all of that is the right attitude, right? And I think a lot of times we get carried away, like, you know, being so miraculous. We only can pay attention to our uh, things that, like, when our skin is wrinkled or when our hair is not there. Like that's the only time we pay attention and not right. advice. But I wanted to say, I wanted to say that it's interesting because the culture I come from, you know, it's very heavy, heavily. Like there's a lot of things embedded in my culture which I never understood it as well as I'm understanding now, and I'm actually appreciating it. Like over there, the scalp massage is part of the routine, the daily routine, right? Weekly, you get your uh, scalp massage by your elders. And it's almost like they enhance the circulation on your skull. And also it helps you receive light, you know, because this is your crown chakra, which is where all the light is coming yes. for your uh, advancement, your evolution, right? You download all the information from the Akashic Records. So all of that happens through your crown chakra. And if you notice, this is our central processing unit, which basically gets impacted when we are not feeling good, when we are stressed out, when we're having headaches, all of that. It's a very important um, place for light to come through and, and for the hair to grow and all of that good stuff. So it's kind of like the more you understand every single part of your body that is just so full of, uh, you know, functionality that yeah. it provides to you. And it's more truly appreciated, right? And I think the other thing I want to point out is that the fact that we all are focusing on our, you know, like being 50 and the way we look and hair and quantum physics, right? When you start putting attention to something that you may not have before, right. you've already changed the outcome of what it's going to be. Yes, yes. That's, so just remember that. Like, yeah. The fact that we're doing that right now, right? We're already changing our future just by what you're talking about it. Well, the thing is, too, like, Leah, you said, you know, when this happened, you started doing these oils and you started creating, like, this this gift to yourself and I hope that's something that sticks with you even when your hair is back in full glory because if you if you love your body it'll love you back you know I mean I I really believe that's true because I've been guilty of times of completely ignoring my body and that got me in the shape I was you know a, a year or two ago you know and and I teach people to take care of themselves but I I wasn't putting that same value on myself you know, but I learned, you know, I'm, I, one thing I'm trying to make a part of my daily practice is when I sit down for my meditation, you know how, when we do Shavasana, we, we do a body scan, do a body, do your own body scan, like really check in with yourself, not just your spiritual self or check in with your physical body too. Just like, okay, what am I feeling today? You know, um, mm-hmm. have, have what I've been eating, does that agree with me? Um, what what have yeah. I noticed about my body lately? You know, are my joints, do I feel inflamed? You know, there's so many things we just chalk up to. I'm not feeling good today. But if you do a body scan daily, you'll start to notice where there may be an imbalance or a problem. 
And, and your body will talk to you if you listen, because if you don't listen, it's going to scream at you and, and then you got to have something done. Absolutely. I agree. I mean, like you, Kathy, I, I teach yoga as well. And that's something that that's, those are words that are integrated into probably every class that I say is, you know, listen and honor your bodies. I mean, they are wise and you are the medicine. And, you know, yeah, I did, I did have to go inward and thankfully, I mean, of course I've got, you know, friends like you and Shanaz and, you know, our, the circle of friends that we have here, but I also had received a whole lot of great help, um, from my Ayurvedic teacher. Uh, and, you know, she has worked with the group of us students, um, in teaching us to, what she calls whole bones, connecting to the body, uh-huh. integrating different Ayurvedic um, rituals into our daily lives. Yeah. So, and I, and that's been mostly helpful for me is one doing that, and then also uh, allowing myself the time. Which you know, oftentimes when you, you think about having a daily ritual, you're like, no, oh, I got to get up and get ready for work. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I give time for these things. For me, and if you give it the time, it will it will it will give back to you. If you don't if you don't give your body the attention that it's asking for, it's not going to work as well for you. It's just truly that simple, you know. So, well, does anybody have anything else to add, or a little little nugget of wisdom for the people listening, or? You know, always uh, I ask at the end of the podcast if you guys want to leave um, of where people can find you, you know, and ask you any questions um, about anything really, you know, um, that they can go to for that. Leah, do you have any nuggets that you want to leave about, you know, your experience with this for anyone listening? Um, other than listening to your body, uh, it is wise and uh-huh. honor it. Yeah. 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 So, and, yeah and, and where you can find me. Yeah. And find, yeah. Where do we find you? <laughs> uh, well, because I have not set up uh, any kind of website as of yet, but I will in the future. But you yeah. can find me on Instagram at Fox Finding Sunshine. Yes. That's perfect. That's perfect. And that is you, Miss Mox Finding Sunshine. I love that. Shanaz, uh, at the end of every podcast, I just want you to give your own, yourself your own shout out so people can find you. Um, go ahead and tell them how to find you too. Yes. So I would actually, since our topic was hair and hormone, I would like to just uh, let people know that there are three ways, especially for hair, they can uh, do something on a daily life. One is that you can always end your shower with a cold shower because it really helps. Uh, it really helps with your skin pretty much overall, but your scalp skin, right? So that's one thing you can easily integrate in your life. Uh, secondly, you know, the scalp massage actually is truly good for you because it helps circulate the blood and it helps enhance the hair growth and it helps you to bring, you know, connect, connect with the light that's coming through your crown chakra. Yeah. So that is another thing you can do yourself or even ask somebody else if you have a lover, you know, do that and, and then you can exchange because it's actually a very good way to well, uh, be intimate at, at the same time. You know, though, though, when you do that, it's like a back rub. <laughs> it, it's going to go somewhere else. <laughs> it started off as a back rub. It started off as a back rub. 
So both Leah and you and you guys have partner, you can definitely start working on that as well. And then the third thing I want to recommend everybody, because my hairdresser recommended me, and Leah, I don't know if you've tried it, but use the material on your pillow. It's something that's really good for your skin and for your hair. Oh, yeah. So like silk is one of the best one that's recommended. And you can, or satin, silk, those materials are good. So these are like little tidbits because it helps uh, because these are things that is going to be part of your pattern because you know every single day you sleep on a pillow mm-hmm. every few days you take a shower right and why not integrate bring something like that to enhance your circulation on the skull and my uh, name is pretty much my first name and last name with no space dot com is my website where all the information is there so it's Shanaz Sony.com okay. and it was just so fun having you in this podcast together with uh-huh. Kathy it is. I, I love it. I'm going to uh, add these hashtags at, at when we post this podcast as well. So everybody can find us. Um, and, and my advice to everybody is love you, you know, love you and take care of you and make yourself a priority, create some rituals to let your, let your spirit know that you love it. And you're, if you love your spirit and, and you love your body, Hey, you know, then you're ahead of the game because that's something that we're, we've lost among us today. You know, so make yourself a priority and um, and know that you're beautiful just just the way you are. You know, ladies, I love you to death. Thank you so much for being with us today. And um, we're we're gonna do another podcast, and we're gonna do this. We're gonna do this uh, kind of on a regular. Try to get one out or about three or four of these out a month. Uh, we're going to take turns with topics. I think I have the next topic, and I'm not exactly sure what that is yet, but I will. Um, I guess it'll be a surprise. All right, everybody, thank you so much, and namaste. See you next time.